are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast where you get the best Arizona State Sun Devils content Monday through Friday every single week. On today's edition of the pod, me and Connor are going to sit down and look at the latest AP poll rankings. We're going to take a look at the state of the Pac-12 South, and then finally we're going to go ahead and talk about how it's put up or shut up time for the Sun Devils. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. As always, thank you for making the Locked on Sun Devils podcast your first listen every day. We are available on all platforms to include Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everything in between. And the best part is we're free and available everywhere. Now, with that said, we're jumping right into the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Remember that you can follow us on Twitter, the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, of course, being at LO underscore Sun Devils. You can follow myself, Richie Bradshaw, at RichieBrads36. And you can follow my co-host, Connor Drios, at C Drios. And we'll just go ahead, get started with the latest Pac-12, or not Pac-12, the AP poll rankings. Before we get started, Connor, how are you? I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to forget asking how I was, and I was just going to leave the podcast completely. Not this episode. I was just going to walk out. Sounds like more money in my wallet. Anyways, I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great. It is, uh, again, a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Uh, I think I said this on yesterday's, on yesterday's episode, but, like, we had a long time until the next game, man. Like, it's great that you have the bye week and we're getting healthy and stuff, but, like, I already can't wait for the next game. I'm very impatient, and it's... It's going to be a long two weeks before we have to go play Washington State. See, and I'm the opposite, where I am definitely going to be impatient that we're not going to have a game this weekend. I I think the bye week is coming at a perfect time for the Sun Devils to reevaluate, regroup, and figure out how they're going to adjust moving forward and execute more efficiently. And yeah, I, I think the bye week is the perfect opportunity to start figuring everything out. So, But yeah, that just is what it is. I think the bye week's a good time, but obviously we wish that there wasn't a bye week because now we have to go almost two weeks without uh, Arizona State football. But in the meantime, we do have some stuff to talk about, and we'll go ahead and kick it off, pun intended, with the latest AP power poll rankings that do not feature the Arizona State Sun Devils. We were the 18th team heading into last week, and unfortunately, We have dropped out of the top 25. Arizona State only received seven votes going into this. You said unfortunately. Why unfortunately? Do you feel like we deserve to be ranked after that game, after that half of football that has permanently just damaged me mentally? I mean, to drop from 18 all the way out, I don't know if I agree with that, especially when Clemson lost to NC State and still clung to the top 25. At the end of the day, these power polls... They, they just, there is absolutely an East Coast bias. You cannot convince me otherwise. And as always, we're going to look at the teams that are ahead of Arizona State and debate whether or not we would take them to beat some of these teams. And I'm telling you right now, I do think we still beat some of these teams. After the last time we were 19, then we lost to BYU. And then I remember going into the podcast, like, I can't believe we weren't ranked. I cannot believe it. And then we looked at the teams in front and you're like, ah, okay, maybe some of those teams are better than us. 
But it's a little little different than this time around for you? Uh, yeah. Again, I'm looking at the teams ahead of us, and there there's not too many that I, I have an issue with in terms of, like, saying that they would beat us. I'd rank square. us ahead of Utah and Brigham Young University, per- personally. If, it, if it's me, I, I, would, I would say we're better than them. Yeah, well, I mean... Oh, wait, we lost them both then. I mean, I would take us over Clemson, who had 64 votes for the potential 26th place, which is garbage. What did we see that article for, like, Freezing Cold Text? It was, it's DJ Ukulele was, like, uh, apparently better than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Or whatever. He's further ahead or something like that. But, first of all, it was a bad take at the time because Trevor Lawrence was just an unreal prospect coming into the college football landscape and ukulele while he he did look really good during the absence of lawrence last year there's just no reason that he should have ever been said to be better than lawrence considering lawrence is one of the greatest college football players ever the dude lost three games in his college career when undefeated as a freshman and won a national championship was a heisman finalist all three years Two years, excuse me. He was not a finalist his freshman year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who said the quote. I just saw the post. Whatever, whatever. It, it's shenanigans, is what it is. But anyways, uh, that's neither here nor there. So currently, when we look at the the AP poll, uh, we see Alabama all the way at four, which is just it, it's weird, right? We, we're so accustomed to seeing them at one. It, it's not that they don't deserve it. Georgia's absolutely phenomenal this year, and if they're to play head to head, I think they could at least give Alabama a run for their money. But but who knows? It's not a surprise to see Alabama right up in rankings, but. For what it's worth, I definitely am taking Alabama over Arizona State in Tempe by 30. I think 30 is fair. Yeah, give or take. So if we look at the entire top 25, the only school that's ranked in terms of the Pac-12 is Oregon. And that's it's not a surprise. That's they're, fair. They're the only school that deserves to be ranked uh, as much as we might love ASU or the Pac-12 as a whole. Uh, Richie had mentioned the fact that there is... 100% in East Coast bias, which there is, but at the same time, when the Pac-12 is as mediocre as it is, it's not a surprise. Nobody else really deserves to be ranked. You can make an argument for Utah, but they've been up and down. You can make an argument for ASU still, but they've been up and down. At the end of the day, we're not we're not going to the actual college football playoffs. We're not going to touch the top four, so it's completely out of the, the question. So at this point, do I want to see us get ranked as high as we can? Yes, of course. I want to have that little badge of honor. That just says, hey, like we accomplished something. We are uh, looked at others, uh, and their opinion is we are, I don't know, 15th overall if we were to win out. Uh, just making up a number. Um, obviously, for recruiting purposes uh, within the next year or so, you just you want to be able to have that on your resume so you just you have something to point towards, right? So with that, let's just look at some of the teams ranked ahead of ASU as far as others receiving votes, maybe some others in like maybe the, the top 20s-ish, and talk about whether ASU could potentially have a shot at taking them. Sergi, what are your thoughts? I know you said you would take them over Clemson. Uh, anybody else that stands out to you? Well, looking specifically at the teams that are ranked, I look, SMU is a really solid team, but I don't know if I believe in them to be a team as talented as Arizona State. San Diego State is, again, a very good team. I don't know if I would take them to be Arizona State. Pittsburgh, a very solid team. I don't know if I would take them to beat Arizona State. You can flip. There's something on the other side of the card. If you just, you don't have to read this. No, I just, I want to keep reading it like this. UTSA, I don't know if I believe in them to beat Arizona State. Purdue, I don't know if I believe in them to beat Arizona State. So the thing is, is is I don't look at any of those teams and think, wow, we just can't beat them, right? And it's especially like 
you have the the twenties, even in, in the higher part of the teens, like a lot of those teams shift a ton. And it's because like some of those teams, while they could still be quality football teams, like ASU is a quality football team, but you just run into problems with a Utah or a BYU and you end up losing that game and it just costs you. It doesn't mean ASU's not a good team, but they're just they're not a perfect team. I mean, it is what it is. No, and I'm not trying to say that they are. I'm just saying at the bottom of the rankings and these teams deserve to be ranked. Three of those teams are undefeated, and UTSA is 7-0. and They they are good squads who would give ASU problems. I'm just looking, and I'm not saying definitively, oh, yeah, they would beat Arizona State. So that's where I'm at with that. Clemson, I truly think we could beat Clemson. That is not a good football team. I'm sorry. Utah, dude, nine times out of 10, I think we win that game. Well, we talked on yesterday's pod, maybe said this on the Locked On uh, Pac-12 podcast today with Cindy Robinson. Uh, definitely go check out that episode and our thoughts on the Utah game if you didn't get enough of it yesterday. Uh, I think we're the better team against Utah. Like, I, I don't have a problem sitting down with any Utah fan and saying, hey, like you guys had a great second half and you absolutely kicked our butts. Like, I, I just, I think we're the better team and we absolutely shot ourselves in the foot. So, props to Utah. They won the game. They can't, Hey, we can't take that away from them, but I, I do think nine times out of ten, or at least like seven seven times out of ten, we, we beat Utah. Yes, and then looking after that is Arkansas. Dude, I tell you what, Arkansas is ranked high because they're in the SEC. They're a three-loss team. They are Yikes. solid. They are not elite, and if they didn't play in the SEC, we wouldn't talk about them. So I definitively would take the Sun Devils over Arkansas, and I won't apologize for that. I'm still more scared of BYU personally than Utah. Uh, I, I They've had tough losses back-to-back weeks, and, and I get that. But I, I think if we had to go play BYU again, it, it might just go to whoever they're playing at home. right? If it's in Provo again, it's probably another loss. If they're in Tempe, I, I think we could potentially win that game. Yeah, we're a much different team than we were the last time we played BYU. I like us better in another game, and quite frankly... Since we played there, if you give us them in 10P, I'm confident we can beat them. Sure. Air Force, dude, Air, Air Force has always been a run-heavy team. They will continue to always be a run-heavy team. I take Arizona State over They're them. They're not going to air it out. But um, Iowa State, solid. I'll take Arizona State. Louisiana Lafayette, they do not play in the Power 5. Give me the Power 5 team over them. That's all the teams that received more votes than Arizona State. So for those of you keeping track, there's only um, – let, let me think. I will say there are three – no, we'll do – you know what? I'll say five. There are five teams that I think could be Arizona State. That would be Utah and BYU since obviously we lost to them. I will say SMU. I'll say San Diego State. And I'll say UTSA are the teams that I think could take us down. Pittsburgh would give us problems. I'm not that worried about Purdue, though. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll again, we'll, we'll see these rankings shuffle every single week. I, I think ASU will get back on at some point, even if they were to have a, a good win against uh, Wazoo this upcoming week. I'm not sure it would get them back on, unless like several of these teams in the 20s just absolutely uh, fell on their face this week. But I, I think we'll get back there when it's all said and done. We've got uh, a couple tough games left, in my personal opinion, with like USC, but... But we can discuss that in the next segment. Yeah, and before we tail off on this segment, i just curious what you think, Connor, because Purdue got 68 votes, so they barely squeaked into the top 25. If they don't take down uh, Iowa, they're a 3-3 three and three football team, 
And quite frankly, I think that's the only reason they got ranked this week is because they took down the number two team in the nation. That's awesome. It's one of the biggest upsets of the last 10 years. But let's be honest. Nobody cared about Purdue until they put on the mask. Or Sorry. Nobody cared about Purdue until they took down Iowa. Did you see, and I'm going to butch this a little bit. I I think it was like Purdue leads all of college football. I don't remember if you had to be unranked or something. But in games against top two seeds in college football history, it was talking about number of wins against those teams. I I think you had to be unranked is what it was. So unranked teams versus a top two seed. Iowa's first loss. Purdue has nine wins in their school history. They didn't list the other schools, I don't believe, but no other school had more than four. That's bonkers. It's absolutely insane. Purdue is the the backbreaker for teams that want to compete for a title. Because I got bad news for you, Iowa. Your championship, or not just championship, your playoff hopes are basically out the window. You need to win the Big Ten, and we'll see what happens with Ohio State. But with that said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this segment of the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Sundubs podcast. When we return, we are going to discuss the state of the Pac-12 South. Where does Arizona State sit right now? What needs to be done to end the rest of the season? So on and so forth. You are listening to the Locked On Sundubs podcast. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? Well, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. PrizePix is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users that deposit and use your promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use the promo code Locked On. You can take two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can, you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks allows mixed sports entries. You can take the over on LeBron and even the under on Mahomes in the exact same entry if you wanted to. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePix.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. Or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. This episode of the Locked on Sundables podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and right in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. You can save anywhere from 30%, 50%, or even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with prices reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today and find a solution for all your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. And see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we return for the second segment of a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Just a friendly reminder that you can find us everywhere for free 
Monday through Friday, whether that be Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everything in between. Monday through Friday, the best Arizona State Sun Devils content there is. Maybe I'm biased, but it's true. With that being said, we're jumping into the second segment now, where we take a look at the state of the Pac-12 South in particular. We can talk a little bit about the Pac-12 as a whole, but obviously we're more focused on the South and where the Sun Devils rank. Currently, I have the rankings right in front of me, and Utah is in first place. Who had Utah in first place? Anybody? Did anybody have... Well, I guess going into the season. That's not fair. Going into the season, they were a very solid team on paper. I I know a lot of people in Salt Lake City were probably high on Utah, but maybe a little bit of bias. Meanwhile, us based out in Arizona. Who lost to Utah. Not biased at all. Exactly. But Utah has the best record in the... In conference play right now, they're 3-0. Arizona State is 3-1, which gives Utah a half-game advantage. And obviously, they all, they have the head-to-head over Arizona State. So even though Arizona State has played more games, they are 5-2. Utah has the better conference record. Even at 4-2, they are in first place. You have to remember, when it comes to college rankings, it's a lot more different compared to professional rankings where it's all about your total win-loss record. When it comes to the rankings in your division, it is entirely based off of conference play. Do you have a problem with that? Honestly, no. I was like, absolutely not. I actually really don't because if you subtract typically the three games that every team has that are out of conference, which most of the time you have two quote-unquote cupcake games and then you'll have one out-of-conference game, you – you're basically more focused on what the record is within your conference. So if Arizona State went 3-0 and and they're out of conference play, but they went, what do you play, 7-8-9. Um, you, you play... Are not, you trying to do math? I, I was trying very unsuccessfully. You play 8 or 9 co- conference games because you play the five teams in your division, and I believe you play three teams from... The opposite division, maybe it's four. I'm not sure off the top of my head. But the point is, if you have a losing record in conference play, then you shouldn't have access to the to the division title because those out-of-conference games ultimately don't matter. Sure, they matter when you look at your record. And if Arizona State was 12-0 and going into the, into the conference championship game, then yeah, all, all the more merrier to them. But... Just as much if Arizona State were to be 0-3 in in out-of-conference play, but undefeated in conference play, then they deserve to be the number one ranked team. I'm just not sure you can sit there and like pound the table at the end of the day for saying, we beat Southern Utah, and you're like a game behind Utah at the end of the season, right? It it just, it it is what it is. Like, I I do believe conference play going off of those standings is is definitely the best way to do it. Uh, Everyone's got cupcake games in their schedule, and, and generally, like, the good teams don't lose them, so... They're almost, they, they just don't matter. So the fact that uh, we have a loss and Utah does not against their peers, that's it, it, That's what matters the most. So Yeah, exactly. And and for what it's worth, Arizona State is only a half game behind Utah. Utah plays again this week. Arizona State has the bye week. So there's, there's the potential for Utah to lose a conference game this week. That would drop them to 4-3 and 3-1 three and three and in the conference, which basically... It is almost a tie between Utah and Arizona State. Utah would have the edge because of head-to-head play. But that would be it. And for what it's worth, 
Utah is going to be playing Oregon State this week. They actually have to go up to Corvallis. So that's not an easy game whatsoever. They get two games at the end of their season. So Arizona and Colorado should be should be wins, barring like a, a total like meltdown. Those should be two easy wins. But their four remaining games this year, a solid Oregon State team, UCLA, who if they lose to UCLA, it is this weird triangle now at the top where we would have beaten UCLA, UCLA beats Utah, and then Utah beat us. So if we're all tied at the end of the year, Tiebreaker means nothing. You're just going off overall conference standings at that point. It's the ultimate rock, paper, scissors right there. Yeah, seriously. Uh, for the Pac-12 South, which is the premier division in all of college football. Uh, oh, easily. But Oregon State, UCLA, Stanford, and Oregon? Dude, I- I'm not going to lie. Like that's While it's not like murder's row if you're looking down some of the best teams in, in the SEC, but like as far as the Pac-12 goes, that's not that's not easy. I, there's no, in my personal opinion, it's going to be very difficult to win all four of those games. I would tell you that best case scenario is they go four and two, and worst case is they go two and four. I don't think they're winning out. I think that Oregon is still the best team in the Pac-12, and they should beat Utah, but admittedly, they have to go to Salt Lake City. They're not hosting them in Eugene, so Utah has the edge there. But... They got to go to Stanford. They got to go to Oregon State, and then they get they, UCLA, they get UCLA at, home. at home. So it, it's not an easy slate whatsoever. I think I think they probably split those games. I off the top of my head, I will say Stanford Oregon and Oregon beats them. Yeah, I was going to say they they get Oregon State, and then uh, uh, I was going to say they beat, they beat Stanford potentially used to a sorry lose to a UCLA and then Oregon. Uh, so essentially, that's the the two and two. But either way, but but I in that in that case, I'm taking Stanford at home, and I will take Utah at home over UCLA. Yeah, that that's where my logic comes in. But any, anyways, this is an Arizona State podcast, not a Utah Utes podcast. If but, you want to if you want to go talk about them, you can go see Brian and his great podcast that he's got. But point being is, is they're the leaders of the Pac-12 South right now. So the reason we wanted to highlight their schedule that's pretty daunting. And if they just have a half game lead in the tiebreaker with you, if you can go three and one, it, it may be like some of those other games. So let's let's pull up ASU's uh, schedule off the top of my head. I know they still have Washington, Washington State. Uh, they still have Arizona, USC, and Oregon State. So I would tell you I'm concerned about USC and then maybe Oregon State. Otherwise, Washington State and Washington and Arizona. Well, especially with the big news for Wazoo today. For their yeah, they're firing their head coach. Yeah, over over vaccine issues. Yeah, it so sounds like so. I'm not sure who's stepping up in his place. Just said it. I don't know if they quite announced that. Uh, but either way, I, I feel confident in those games. For what it's worth, you get two of those three games at home uh, when you have to go to Washington. Uh, as but then you also still get USC at home. So. In my opinion, if you can win against Washington State, Washington, and Arizona, and then probably beat a USC, I think that's going to be good enough at the end of the year to win the Pac-12 South. I will tell you right now that considering Wazoo and USC both are in free fall with, excuse me, without their head coach, I will confidently chalk those up as wins. Going to Washington is going to be tough. Yep. They always give us give us hell. Going to Oregon State will be tough because they always give us hell. We're going to pummel U of A. I think the, the big thing here is, is 
Well, so we can't sit here and say, well, Utah's not winning out, and then look at our schedule and say, well, we're just going to win out because that's not how it works. We, we've seen this as, at times, a very flawed ASU team, and even though they lost to a quality Utah team, uh, they could still lose to a USC, especially if they get healthy. They could lose to uh, Oregon State, and as you just mentioned, they still have to go play Washington in Washington. I, I think the big thing here is you just have to, you have to win four of the five. Assuming you're going to just pummel Arizona, it's really now three of four that you have to win. Uh, so it it doesn't really matter, I think, of these who you do lose to. I guess ideally not a South team. But for the, the Pac-12 South, it's really just a three-team race because USC already has three losses uh, in the in Pac-12 play. So basically it's between us, Utah, and UCLA. Yeah, and we're not going to win out. I, I will go ahead and tell you right now that we're just not flat out. It, it's not going to happen. I will tell you worst-case scenario, I will say we go two and three. Best-case Four and one. Of course, the upside to win out is there because I would tell you that between Wazoo and USC being home games and them not having head coaches, I would really be close to chalking those up as wins. We're going to beat U of A. It's the two games on the road between Washington and Oregon State that are going to be more difficult. This team is just not disciplined enough to, to be able to win out. Like you can sit here and argue tooth and nail about who's more talented on paper. But at the end of the day, when you're averaging over double-digit penalties a game, you're shooting yourselves in the foot. I'm not saying you're going to have as big of a collapse that you did in the second half against Utah in some of these games, but they're just they're going to kill drives where they, they absolutely need points. So, yeah, I, I would absolutely bet money on them not winning out, but I, I could. they should be able to win three. It's going to be, can you get that fourth win? And I think that'll be the deciding factor for Arizona State winning the South. Yeah, well said. So that's going to go ahead and wrap up our second segment with the State of the Pac-12 South. When we return for our third and final segment, we are going to go ahead and take a look at how it is put up or shut up time for Arizona State. You are listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. This episode is brought to you by Sweatblock. If you haven't tried Sweatblock yet, I really don't know what you're doing. For weeks now, we've been talking about Sweatblock. They're these wipes that stop sweating for seven days, it seems like people have been listening. We even have friends of the Lockdown Podcast who have tried Sweatblock and absolutely love it. Recently, I have a friend who is a high school teacher. Uh, he's been telling us that he's had scenarios where he's absolutely pinning out by the fourth period of his classes. He hears students that are like laughing at him and making small jokes, and he kind of got tired of it. So he started bringing a second shirt to change in between classes, but we started telling him a little bit about Sweatblock, and he was like, well, I absolutely have to try that. I, I can't keep taking a second shirt. So he heard about Sweatblock, and he got onto the program. He tried it, and now he's hooked. Now he doesn't get any of those laughs. He doesn't get any of those looks because he is absolutely staying free. Stop excessive sweating up for up to seven days per use. It is doctor-created and doctor-recommended. Dry shirt guaranteed. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Not just the armpits, but your chest, back, feet, and hands. Use it absolutely anywhere. And I mean anywhere that sweats. If you or someone you care about is dealing with excessive sweating, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON at Amazon or CVS. And we return for the third and final segment of this Tuesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. We've talked about the AP poll rankings. We talked about the state of the Pac-12. And we're going to go ahead and close it out real quick, just almost like a rant, honestly, to kind of close it out. It is put up or shut up time for these Arizona State Sun Devils. I didn't know if we were doing like Danny Green Minute for like six minutes, but... The Danny Green Minute. Shout out to the real ones who remember the Pile on the Pile on podcast way back in the day. So with that being said, 
we talked about this a little bit on yesterday's podcast. We expressed some of our frustration that we felt towards the team. It's it's getting towards the home stretch, guys. Like, Rich and I kind of talked a little bit about at the beginning of the podcast whether the, the bye week was coming at, like, the perfect time. I guess if it's a half-class four or half-class empty kind of situation, but, like, I want to get back in the win column. Yes, they need some time to rest and they need to, to kind of think about some of the mistakes they've made, but the mistakes they've been making, especially in their two losses, it's all the same. They had 16 penalties against BYU. You're not going to beat it from that way. We had 13 penalties again against Utah. I don't know if it's just playing in the state of Utah that just gets the, the Pac-12 refs all, like, uh, just shaken up about ASU football, but we can't afford that, especially down the stretch. We talked in the last segment about the remaining schedule for ASU. It is a winnable schedule. We're not going to win out, but they don't necessarily have to do that, especially with how hard uh, the Pac-12 leader currently for the South Utah schedule is. You don't have to win all five of your games. But in this week, week and a half, that they're going to be off, really like two weeks. They need to come back, and they need to fix some of the mistakes that they've been making. They're not going to be this perfect football team. We've talked all year about them needing a, a number one wide receiver. They're not going to get that this year. They've got some nice players in a Ricky Pearsall and the emergence of, of Curtis Hodges. That's all well and good. They don't have an X, and that's fine, because the identity is the run game. Herm Edwards has been quoted, and he loves to, to talk about this since he's gotten here. He is 11-1 and when the team rushes for over 200 yards, and they didn't, they didn't hit that mark this week. They had a great showing in the first half, and they had like 17 rushing yards in the second half. But that's the identity of this team, right? They are a power run team with a great defense most weeks, and that's the way they want to be able to win football games. So you've got to be able to clean up the penalties four or five, maybe six a game, because once you have to play USC or uh, Oregon State at uh, Corvallis, like if you start to have some of these big meltdowns again, you're going to absolutely just give the Pac-12 South to whoever else is going to take it take it from you because God knows at that point it's not going to be you guys. Well, and I know that we can be especially guilty of this, me and you, Connor, on the podcast. Where I'm not guilty of anything. Wait, what am I guilty for? You're, you're guilty of trading Derrick Henry for a box of scraps. We don't talk about that here. Yeah, you're right. This isn't a fantasy football podcast. But any, anyways, I, we can be guilty of this where – we're, we're telling the Sun Devils, like, hey, we know what your strengths are, but can you please add this to your game plan? The problem is, is that gets them away from the game plan. So I know that I am especially guilty of saying I wish we would take more shots. I wish the passing game would be a little more involved. At the end of the day, yes, I, I do wish that because that's a more well-balanced offense. If, if it were up to me, it would be that way. But the way the Sun Devils win football games is pounding the rock and having great defense. They're, they're not dependent on throwing 300 yards a game, and they don't need to be. And it's not necessarily what I want, but what, what I want is a well-balanced attack, and quite frankly, it's just not going to be that way, more than likely. If we get 200 passing yards a game, so be it, but let's get back to that 180 to 200 rushing yards per game average, especially when you got four guys, including your quarterback, who are capable of running for 50 yards a game. You're... Your worst runner, quote-unquote worst, is Daniel Nagata. And I got news for you. In two years, he's going to be the starter after Trayanum and White are both gone to the NFL. And yes, they're going to be in the NFL. Rashad White for sure, man. That guy's going to get drafted, whether it's the seventh round or like the fourth round. He's going... I, I, I think we were talking about this the other day. I think he's a, a potential fifth round pick the way he's playing. But anyways. I'll tell you Trayanum is the better running back, though, Agreed. between the two of them. But Nagata is going to be the starter in two years. 
and he's going to be a good starter in two years. Trey Anum is going to be the full-time starter next year. He's going to be great. Right now, Rashad White does everything for you, and he's a good running back. So you got three extremely talented running backs, and you have a quarterback in Jaden Daniels who not only has a big arm to stretch the defenses when they start playing closer to the line of scrimmage, but he can run too. And he's been at his best this year when he's allowed to escape out of the pocket and make plays with his legs. So let's get back to basics this week. Stop listening to the podcast. Stop listening. Well, well I mean, I, I'm talking. I mean, I'm talking to Herm. I'm talking to Herm. Okay, Herm. Stop listening to the podcast. Our let, listeners should still listen to the podcast. Of course. Right? Okay. But Herm, stop listening to the podcast and stop letting me and Connor get in your head because clearly we're we're starting to throw you guys off. Here's what I want you to do. Tell us we're idiots on Twitter. At us, I'm at RichieBrads36. Connor is at, at Cedrios. But you, you need to let us know that we don't know what we're talking about because sometimes we don't. Hypothetical and, question. Okay, hypothetical answer. If we tell Herm to, to stop like doing what we tell him to do and then we tell him to add us on Twitter, should he still then add us on Twitter? Um, I think he should get someone else to add us on Twitter. All right, there we go. Uh, I'll take it. There, there you go. So... I mean, I mean, keep listening because we love that you listen, but don't don't take what we say to heart. How about that? There we go. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it just stick to what you know. At the end of the day, I I as a fan want to see a more balanced offense. But if winning games means you get away from passing the ball more and just ground and pound the ball, so be it. Because at the Look, we're not going to win a national championship. We're just not. We're not going to make the playoff. We're just not, especially with two losses and probably another one or two losses left. You could win the Pac-12. You seriously could with three or four losses. It, the, the conference is just bad. But you have a shot at a Rose Bowl. You really, truly do. Just get to what you do best. For, forget about trying to balance things out if it means getting away from your strengths. So stick to your strengths. It's going to frustrate some people like me because we wish that it was more balanced. But you got to do what wins you games, stick to your game script. And as for the defense, you guys just got to tighten down. It just feels like we see one half where they're like an average unit and then another half where they're dominant. You need to... Buckle down for all four quarters and both halves. And you you doing that and ground and pound the clock with the run game, that's how you're going to win football games. So there you go. Uh, just a quick little rant to end the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in to a Tuesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. As always, you can find us everywhere on Spotify, on Odyssey, on Google Podcasts, at Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, where they're available every single day, uh, weekday, I should say, every single weekday, every single week. Also, make sure you follow all three of us on Twitter. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Follow Connor at C Drios and follow me at RichieBrass36. Thanks for making the Locked On Sun Devils podcast your first listen every day. Now go ahead and make your second listen, the Locked On Pac-12 podcast with Cindy Robinson. Get all your daily Pac-12 news in 30 minutes or less. Thank you guys so much. 70 to 7.